5th of November. Gunpowder, treason, and plot. We see no reason why gunpowder, treason, should ever be forgot. Yes, my friends, it is November the 5th. And welcome to According to Callus. <laughs> Talk about standing up for something. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, this is an actual event. <laughs> the Gunpowder Treason and Plot took place in 1606. That was when uh, King James had taken over in England. And he did not immediately grant enough religious tolerance to the Catholics. And they were so upset by that, they decided they were going to blow up the Houses of Parliament at the state opening of Parliament, intending to kill the king and the members of the Parliament so that they could reestablish Catholic rule. Now, what's interesting about this is Bloody Mary precedes this, and uh, she got that nickname well-earned. So... We have the Catholics and the nominal Protestants, the Anglicans, if you will, fighting over control of the country or the area known as Great Britain, right? England would be the country. Um, So the, the irony is these people have gone to such lengths that they're willing to blow up people and probably die themselves. Uh, Guy Fawkes Day or uh, the, I guess they call it the bonfire uh, bonfire night, I guess. I'm trying to read through the uh, Britannica uh, definitions of this, figuring they'd give a little more interesting twist on it than what you might find at Wiki. So, the idea is they felt so strongly that they should be treated properly that they were willing to die for it. Let's hope we don't get to that point, but that is the legacy that we live under. This was followed up later on by uh, 1776. Need I say more? The the underlying themes of this are that if you're not going to treat us right, we're going to do crazy things. So the way you get around that is by treating people right. So for those of you that are not aware, before the movie V for Vendetta was made, Alan Moore wrote a comic. Now, Alan Moore's character is called V, and he wears a mask based on Guy Fawkes. And the whole premise is that tyranny has resurfaced in England, and the only way to fight back is to blow up the parliament because they have far too much power and too much control. And when you read it, it's very much a dystopian comic. And Later on, when it got transitioned into a movie, it took some of those elements and went even further. The irony being that they uh, had a scene in the movie where he was so proud that he had saved a version of the Quran because, you know, it had been banned. The irony being that if you go into a Muslim-controlled country, uh, they take it pretty seriously that you're not allowed to have anything outside of their control, unless, of course, you pay your jizza as a dimmy to buy another year's worth of tolerance as a second-class citizen. Um, but that's never talked about. So that's just an interesting aside. So, again, the comic, the movie, V from Vendetta, 
the pre- the premise is that there's a totalitarian country that is ruled by leadership that is near impossible to defeat and is merely the ideas of liberty and freedom that can fight it because you cannot kill an idea. Okay. Well, the real reason that this went on, the whole basis of this is because you had one monarchy choosing to rule as a church and state conglomerate followed by another monarchy that chose to do the same. That um, bred a lot of anger, rightfully so, in my opinion. Perhaps wasn't acted on in the most appropriate way by today's day and age standards, but that's what you did back then, apparently. Fast forward 420 some years here. We know better. We behave better. We don't do such things. Unless, of course, you want to go back to January 6th and dream up some idea that that was, oh, what is the word they like to use? Oh, it's now a riot. Um, Because insurrection had been disproven so thoroughly. So let's transition this, right? So the whole idea between November the 5th, right, is there's this big plot. They call it treason and they can do that because they lost. Had they won, it might have had a different answer, a different uh, name. It might have been celebrated differently. The implications are when you put the boot on people long enough, they will eventually react. When they react, it's likely going to be violent, desperate, and without uh, measure or restraint. And I would not recommend that anybody do that. I, I think that we all lose if that happens. That That's not the ideal outcome. But I'm warning those that are in power, that are seeking to transition us, transition us into the dystopic version of life that has been presented in dozens of books and movies, uh, many of which have been written during my lifetime. And we're starting to see the building blocks in place. We're starting to see the red flags of the change that is occurring. And I'm not just talking about the red flag law where they can essentially minority report you. No, I'm talking about different organizations that are being put in place, different uh, operations that are taking place, different movements that are taking place that are pushing us closer and closer to the totalitarian future that is written about in so many dystopian novels. The implications of that are not good. They they want to redo the world. And if you listen to some of these people, they basically blatantly admit they need to get rid of half of the population or more. They, they admit that they'll do it through starvation. They admit that they'll do it by basically neutering large swaths of the population. They admit all of this stuff openly, yet if you talk about it, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yet if you question the narrative, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're a different disinformationist. Well, I ask, at what point did we drift off of the idea that we were independent of thought, we were independent of determination, that we were allowed and encouraged to discuss different ideas and different uh, reasons for doing things? That's all been shut down over the last two years. Some would say three, but uh, whatever. Let's not get lost in the minute details, the minutia of the situation, and just look at the broad outcome of what's come about. They say they're for medical freedom, but they enforce medical procedures. They say they respect your body until they want to change your gender. 
And then they've decided that the male-female dichotomy of sex is far too easy, and we need to blow that up as well. And while we're at it, we'll blow up the natural family, and while we're at it, we'll blow up communities and cultures. It's not looking good for us. And I honestly thought that at this point in time, when this is going on, there would be a, a bigger pushback. There'd be a bigger outcry. And, you know, we bring this to your attention. And when I say we, I mean us activists out there that are involved, we try and tell you this is happening. And most of the time it's a collective yawn. Or you kowtow to this famous cult of personality leader that may or may not be in the town or state or country that you live in and trust them because they're the representative of science. They're the representative of your country. They're the representative of your city, your state, your county, whatever. And that's just a bad idea. They've shown that they can't be trusted, yet so many people choose to do so. And I've never once asked you to trust me. I've asked you specifically, no, go double check me. Go do your own research. Be informed. Yet, those that are in power don't want you to question them. Those that are seeking power actually have a problem with you questioning things. Why is that? Why is that not in the least bit concerning to these general people out there? You know, they they get called normies by both sides. I'll tell you why it is. Because a lot of us were in a sleep. We were in a stupor. We just trusted that all would be well. We trusted that while we might disagree with people, by and large, they're good and they, they have every the best intentions and everybody's overall welfare is uh, on their mind and they would never do anything to harm the community as a whole. <laughs> do you believe that still? Do you see evidence to support that any longer? I, 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 for one, find it very challenging to believe it any longer. I, for one question everything at this point. My my default answer is if government said it, it's probably a lie. If government's telling me this is the truth, they're probably lying. But I'm not dismissing it entirely, just putting a giant question mark on it and looking into it myself. Now, I can hear some of you out there saying, well, Callus, what makes you think you're in a better position to know what's right and wrong? Common sense? Basic eyesight? observation of what's going on. I mean, it's not a challenge to see what's happening. I mean, even these so-called conservative leaders we have, they're selling us out. Or they're frauds from the onset. Don't know which it is, but could be a little both. And again, brings you back the 5th of November. Well, our election is on the 8th of November. And I'm going to suggest to you that a good number of you are going to go out there and dutifully vote for your chosen candidate. Now, I'm confident that in Collin County, Texas, the majority is going to be the majority of every person with an R after their name is going to win out of Collin County. And I'm also on record as saying very little is going to change. Now, the alternative is, is to vote for the other team and watch things go from bad to worse. Off the pan and into the fire, as they would say. I don't encourage that either. So what are some of the modern applications of what could be learned 
from Alan Moore's comic and the movie based off of his comic. Well, we're dealing with a totalitarian government. Check. We're dealing with a dystopian future where people are basically encouraged not to think for themselves. Check. We're being told up is down, left is right, and good is evil, and vice versa. Big, big check there. We're being told that basic definitions no longer exist anymore. Big check there. And what is the one thing that V tries to teach Evie, right? What's the one thing? That you can't kill an idea. Well, you can. You, you can kill enough people that an idea goes away. You can suppress it for a long time. But no, you probably can't truly kill an idea. So the question is, are you willing to take on the idea? Are you willing to embody that idea? And that is that liberty matters, that freedom is worth sacrifice, that there is a truth and it can be known. Are you willing to embody this? Are you willing to quote unquote fight for this? Are you willing to stand up against the mob and say, no, you move. I'm here to tell you. It's a challenge. I mean, nothing should be easy. Nothing is ever easy. But as an application, just knowing what you believe, just knowing why you believe it, having an understanding of why it's important, having a willingness to sacrifice to protect that and to expand that idea will get us through the battle. Now, there are some out there that uh, it's very easy to uh, listen to them and feel distraught because they're calling you names. They're, they're, They're putting you down. They're questioning your worthiness to even exist. They'll throw out names like intolerant. They'll throw out names like ignorant. They'll throw out all sorts of vile and nasty things that I just choose to avoid saying. And it all boils down to is they don't like the fact that you won't just go along with them. That that is the only thing that they can bring to their battle short of getting violent. And believe you me, the left, the progressives have a long established track record of being far more violent and far more prone to violence than anybody right of center. And to be clear, so there's no doubt, Nazis were progressives. They were left of center. Oh, they had a different application. And oh, they had a great scapegoat. They hated those Jews. But they basically wanted the same things that a good socialist would want. They wanted the same things as the Soviets wanted. And the only reason why they didn't like the Soviets is because they were a threat to their power. Just like the Soviets couldn't stand the Nazis either because they were a threat to their power. And it was only after World War II was over that Winston Churchill realized the mistake we had made by choosing sides. And by we, meaning the non-fascist Nazis and the non-Soviet socialist communists. We put our thumb on the scale and 
caused half of Europe to suffer for decades. For what? We could have choked this off in its infancy, but we chose not to. Indeed, there was a great number of, uh, let's say, very successful men in the northeast of the United States that helped fund and bring relief to the beleaguered Soviets early on. And they were the titans of industry that helped them with raw materials and money and, quite frankly, lots of support of which the Soviets would have never, ever made it without. To be sure, there were some of those same titans that funded and worked with the Nazis. Why? Because it was good for business. Now, war is always good for business when your country is not in the middle of war. Or so we say. Now, do I believe we can ever go back to a 1950s era, uh, admittedly sans the racism that was there? Uh, No, I don't know that we can. I don't even know that that's the best alternative. What I suspect is the only way we can go forward is for their failure to occur. Oh, these people have it all planned out, don't they? The World Economic Forum and all those different uh, worldwide leaders, they know what's best. They're going to give it to us. Yeah, good and hard, or so they think, or so they say. Now, I know there's plenty of actual liberals out there that want no part of this. They actually believe in, oh, I don't know, freedom of speech, uh, freedom of the press, freedom to... Uh, associate with people you want to associate with. They get a little nervous about the uh, Second Amendment thing, but they don't believe that troops should be quartered in homes. They believe in privacy, albeit some of their privacy is a little different than how I would describe privacy. They don't believe that we should violate due process. They don't believe in uh, you know, torture and excessive fines, excessive bail, and excessive uh, punishment. And they respect the idea that individual states have certain rights and certain privileges that they've retained and that they actually hold the keys to power over the federal government. Those are some of those liberals do actually exist. They're few and far between, but they're there. So we shouldn't write them off entirely. In fact, I would love to bring back some of those people that are left of center to a classical liberal mindset there where they could understand that this isn't everybody's best interest. But again, maybe it's a pipe dream. When you go to war, you don't always get to choose your allies. And a lot of times the enemy of your enemy is your friend, at least temporarily. And maybe that's where we're at now. Maybe my libertarian brethren out there, maybe my quote unquote conservative brethren out there will come to mind that the greater evil is in front of us. And the only way we can defeat it is with our ideas. The only way we can repel it is by non-compliance. The only way we can get through this is to allow them to do what it is they're going to do and fail miserably. But the idea can never die. We can't let it die. We have to train up the next generation. And if you've been following me for any period of time, you know exactly what I'm saying. You have to be willing to invest in your children and your grandchildren. You have to be willing to make that sacrifice now so that they have a better life in the future. To me, that's the ultimate application. You know, in the in the novel, or 
the comic novel, if you will. In the movie, V ultimately sacrifices himself for an idea. Basically mimicking the salvation brought about by Christ's crucifixion, right? It's not the same, but it's certainly meant to echo that, right? Christ dies for the ultimate freedom, the freedom from sin and death, that salvation. And at a lesser extent, and clearly a comic book uh, send-up, he kills or he allows himself to die, if you will, for the basis of an idea of liberty. I'm not suggesting that we are there yet. I'm not suggesting that that's a good way to go. I'm merely suggesting that both were willing to go to that end to do their mission, to fulfill their duty. What are you willing to do? So as we enjoy the Saturday that is the 5th of November, as we enjoy our weekend, let us remember that a certain amount of what we do and enjoy is only available because of the sacrifice of others before us. And with that, until I uh, return, I will see you on the other side.